Hi, Jim. How's it going? It's going very well, thank you. How about you? Uh, things are going okay. We've had a lot of changes here in Turkey, as you may or may not have seen yes. regarding the visa issues <laughs> and other things. Yes. Um, but what's new in the world of Olympic weightlifting for you? Well, um, I'm just busy as can be, you know, teaching the USA weightlifting coaching courses. Plus, I've got a large contingent of kids and uh, lifters that I coach these days, so I'm I'm as busy as, as busy as I've ever been, and uh, that's good. And of course, USA Weightlifting is, you know, uh, extremely successful. You know, we're doing very well with the junior competitions that our athletes have been attending this year and winning medals. So we're doing doing real well. Yeah, I guess everyone's talking about C.J. Cummings, uh, wh- right. however you want to put it, the LeBron James or or, or Michael Jordan weightlifting. Well, not yet, but uh, when he wins an Olympic gold medal, we must even call him that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they, there's. <laughs> do you ever watch Vice Sports? No. Uh, they they did a little six-minute documentary about him. Right. I, 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 I started to watch that. I mean, I saw it on our uh, USA Weightlifting website, and I got into it a little bit, then I got sidetracked. So, But it, you know, he's, he's a good kid and a good, great weightlifter, and so we just hope that he can you know, eventually get that Olympic gold medal. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? Uh, yeah, yeah. One, one thing that that brings up is he he started lifting, I believe, at age ten. Um, right. What what is a good age to start weightlifting? Between ten, between ten and twelve. Okay. I mean, there's always that stereotype that that stunts your growth. Is that true? Right. Not true. No, not you know. I've I haven't heard that one in a long time. But when when I started lifting weights in 1960, they said it would stunt your growth. It would make you slow, you become muscle-bound, you get hemorrhoids, and you get a hernia, you know, all these things. And it didn't, it's not, not true at all. Okay, okay. Yeah, and there was also, um, there's another weightlifter, uh, I'm trying to think of, Oscar Chaplin, <laughs> the third. He, he also right. started quite young. Right, and he had a great career. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And he's got, yeah. uh, he's coaching himself, I think he's got a, a, a Lico gym. Go right, he's, he's, uh, there's, an elite, there's an Alico gym in Oakland, California called Speed, Power, and Strength, and he's uh, one, of the, one of the coaches there. Yeah, I, I'm going to try and get him on in the future. Actually, I, I had arranged to get him on, but then because of the summer, we weren't able uh-huh. to have the podcast, so I, I hope to talk to him. Uh, good, w- good. One of the big things uh, is the ongoing situation with the doping. Uh, nine, oh, yeah. Nine different countries have a year ban. Here in Turkey, they're banned. Uh, China and Russia. Um, I've heard some people say one year at this point is not so meaningful. What do you think about that? Well, it's it's uh, hopefully it's a wake up call because uh, all the countries like to go to the World Championships and win medals, so it's cost them one year of that. However, this is the year that is where most uh, countries are rebuilding their teams for the next Olympics, so it's kind of a down year at the world level with new lifters coming on the scene and because others have retired after the Olympics. So, if the, so this is hopefully the wake up call that they, you know, that they will, if they do it, if they get more positives again, it will happen again. But we, we were supposed to institute this uh, rule way back in 1993, that if you had three positives, you couldn't go to the world championships. But then they did decide, well, let's uh, just have a fine instead. So they came up with the fine system then the fine system 
has gotten, you know, everybody just not get their drug positives and pay the fine. So uh, I'm hoping, hoping now that the rest of the world will catch on because the rest of the world, I mean, these nine countries that, and they're not, they're, they're the ones that got popped. There's several other countries out there that are highly suspicious, like uh, Georgia and uh, Romania and, uh, you know, Thailand and a few others that raise our suspicions. But uh, hopefully, you know, what, what they, their, their uh, philosophy seems to be is, it's, you know, in the United States, it's don't use them. In those countries, it's don't get caught. And so they don't even think about not using the anabolic steroids. They just think about don't getting caught. So I'm hoping that this will get them on the uh, system of where you just do not use the anabolic steroids at all at any time. Yeah, that, that there needs to be change for sure. I, I think this is a yeah. good step forward. I think maybe right. for some lifters, depending on the age that they're at, maybe mid-20s, it's not going to have a great effect. But those younger lifters, um, there was just the under-17 European Championship. And uh-huh. I, I follow some of those people on Instagram. They're not really friends of mine. But I noticed from their posts, right. the, the ones that were uh, the Turkish lifter, uh, it did seem to affect. I, I noticed some posts were reflecting that whereas from some other countries that weren't affected it was just hey i'm continuing i'm business as usual so i think it has the right. morality effect and also oh yeah a, a motivational effect if you if you can't compete internationally at that age it does hurt you and i think you do want to be clean well i i hope so and you know i mean turkey is <coughs> you know they you know, and same like Greece a few years ago when they win all the, these countries when they win a lot of medals, well, they're not doing it on Cheerios, you know, they're doing it on those banned substances and they're somehow passing the test. So, um, uh, and, as, and as soon as a country cleans up, next thing you know, their lifters are dropping off about ten percent. And and you mentioned about uh, some countries that might be suspect. Georgia. Uh, there was an article right. I read about North Korea that uh, in Anaheim and also going forward. Their lifters are going to dominate. Now, this is not a political comment right. I'm making, but I got to believe the North Korean system is a lot probably like the Russian system for athletics. I, I think they've got to be doping. Yeah, yeah, we, we do too. I mean, I, you know, they just uh, so far haven't been caught. They've had some positives over the years, and uh, but uh, you know they haven't had the widespread positives like you know Kazakhstan and Russia recently. So. Kim Ung-Sung's got some good, good uh, vitamins that'll help these lifters get strong and pass the drug test. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if if you're closed as a country politically, then I think that when it comes to sport, you're doing what you want to do. Then you stick them on the international right. stage, and you don't you try not to get caught, like you said. Right, right. Because it brings a lot of prestige, winning those gold medals. And if you get a, a positive or two, it's like, well, that doesn't uh, upset anybody, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's like the risk is worth uh, the reward. So if they get a positive, well, it's oh, okay, no big deal. But if they get the gold medal, that's a big deal, you know. Do you worry uh, about the sport going forward maybe being removed for the Olympics? Well, the fact that they've reduced our numbers tremendously is, is certainly uh, an indication that weightlifting uh, you know, could be on the way out. Uh, and, you know, we've had this problem since 1976 when they first started drug testing. Every Olympics, we've had a drug drug problem. And so it just amazes me that here it is uh, 
uh, 41 years later, we're still, uh, you know, fighting the same battle. Like it's, a, it's a, I can't, I'm just amazed that they haven't decided. Uh, you know, these the Eastern European and Asian countries haven't decided. Let's, well, let's be clean. But uh, yeah, it's been going on for 40 some years. So I certainly hope that uh, things can change now and you know, the whole world can compete drug free. What do you think about the proposed changes or the rumor changes to Tokyo 20? Uh, as you said, less lifters, no B group, yeah, and yeah. Uh, no 94K division because that was, for some reason, uh, one-fifth of the positives are coming from that group. My first question is, will the no B group do anything as far as this is concerned? I mean, it, to me, it seems to be a non-issue. And why the, 99, right. why the 94K group? Getting all these positives. Well, you know, we had to reduce our weight classes and our and our number of participa- participation. So, they, you know, they just made that they, they, for some reason they took out the 94 kilo class, and uh, uh, I don't know if it was because of the positives or the fact that they had to take away one class anyway. Uh, that uh, they uh, I think we're only allowed seven. Is it seven or eight weight classes at the Olympics? I, I'm, I'm not sure off the top of my head right now, but you know, so. So the men had to reduce a weight class, and the women had to reduce a weight class. So I don't know. Did they say which one they reduced from the women yet? Uh, no, but they were saying that the, okay. the between the forty-eight, fifty-three, right, um, right, that, that a lot. Of, I think the fifty-three lifters would have won in the heavier weight class anyway. There was something about that. There, yeah, there wasn't a big so difference. Right. So they have to re- they have to re- uh, remove one one weight class. And of course, the interesting thing about the ninety-fours, the ninety-fours and the one hundred fives. Actually, live pretty close to the same weights. I mean, all the all the weight classes should be arranged according to uh, what's really going on in the world. When you go to the World Championships, the the lighter weight classes uh, don't have that many lifters. The most the most the most lifters are in the uh, 77, 85, and 94. So, you know, they need to be jostled around to even out the number of participants per weight class, and that's always a an area of contention. And uh, so it's it's, it's you, know, you can never you can never kind of come up with the weight classes that everybody's buys off on. So why they chose the 94s, I don't think it was because of all the drug positives. I think it was just because the 94s and the 105s looked about the same weight. So maybe they just thought, eliminate the 94s. But isn't then leaving a huge gap there between 85 and 105? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, we, yes. Will they then have to restructure all the weight classes? To, to well, I, I, would, I, I would hope so. I mean, you know, they've done it before. We did it back in 90. Uh, gosh, sometime in the 90s, I was on the executive board at that time, and it was because they thought they had uh, a drug testing protocol now that would eliminate the drugs, so therefore people couldn't set the records that were set on lifters using drugs, so they changed the weight classes, and then we changed them again in uh, 2000 to get the women into the Olympic Games, so we've changed the weight classes, you know, periodically over the years. I mean, we go way back when I first started, there was only uh, everything above 90 kilos was a heavyweight. There was no 100s or 110s. And so then they added the 100 and 110, and then they added the 52, and and then they went, and they, you know, so so it's it's uh, I, I expect and I hope that they change the weight classes uh, soon, but I hope that when they do, that we have a, a fair uh, and level playing field that everybody is not using drugs, and then there'll be you know legitimate records. But the uh, <coughs> super heavyweight records will always be under contention because you know they're they're super heavyweights. You can't make a certain weight class for them. They're the unlimited class. But all the other weight classes could be adjusted so that you can start with new records and uh, you can't compare. You won't compare them to the old drug 
uh, you know, drug enhanced records. What do you think about Les Lifter's No B Group? Well, I, I, I don't like it. I think you know, weightlifting is a sport that's growing tremendously around the world. It has tremendous number of, you know, I don't know, 200 countries in the IWF and and uh, our number of participations at the world championships, at the continental championships and regional championships and national championships around the world has increased tremendously. Weightlifting is a tremendously popular sport around the world. And uh, I'm, I'm guessing the reduction is because of our, our drug problem. And we're an easy sport to discipline because we're not a high-revenue sport with sponsors and TV. Whereas track and field, you don't want to reduce track and field because they're the sport that brings in the television and the sponsors. Yeah. And track and field has track and field's drug problems are just as uh, severe as weightlifting's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we talked about that in the past. And yeah, the, the, yeah. because it's so high profile, maybe a lot of things are getting, you know, pushed under the rug, so to speak. There's positive Def- tests definite. that aren't being positive or or the testing isn't done, you know, they take the, they they take the samples but they may not run it through the lab, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was the other thing I read. Um, there's the AAF, which is Adverse Analytical Findings. So this is another form outside of WADA that is doing testing on athletes. And they found oh. that at the Olympic le- level, wrestling, boxing, and weightlifting had the highest positives. Um, but actually, baseball and softball have the highest um, but because they weren't included in the Olympics in the previous year, um, but they're going to be, that that, that was a trouble spot. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's interesting. There, there's different ways of approaching it. Um, well, you know, what, also, what I'd also like to know what 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 these athletes are positive for, because I imagine boxers and wrestlers might be positive for diuretics. Well, make the, weight. You're, you're exactly right. And the other thing is it doesn't include uh, exceptions. So if an athlete had an issue uh-huh. this particular testing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but it's another angle to look at, but still weightlifting yeah. is thrown in there as one of the tops. Yeah, um, well, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think about from a spectator's point of view, though, that, that if there's no B group, uh, maybe there's more focus on that final A group competing? Well, yeah, at the Olympics, right, uh, that'll be tremendously exciting. However, at the Olympics, the B groups are very exciting because that's the session where the tickets are cheaper, so a lot of spectators get to watch the B groups because the A group ticket costs more, and usually they're usually gobbled up. And so the B groups are, are they're, they're usually well attended at the Olympic Games because these are people that, hey, there's tickets available for this. You know, you know, it's hard to get tickets for, you know, the primary track and field and gymnastics and swimming events, and same with weightlifting. The bigger the weightlift, the bigger the men, and the A, a group always gets more, the you know the most uh, spectators, and they charge the most uh, uh, the most expensive ticket. So by eliminating the B, they're eliminating uh, an opportunity for thousands of spectators. So, which, so that's revenue, and uh, so that that's that's you know a factor. But again, like I say that I think they're doing this to kind of slap weightlifting in the face to uh, you know clean its clean its act up. Yeah, and I, I think it de- demotivates a lot of athletes. I mean, if I can compete oh, yeah. at the Olympics, yeah. who cares yeah. if it's in the B group? I get the experience. Right. And hopefully next four years, I'm in the A group. But now I'm or, not even at the Olympics. Right, and see, or you're, you're an Olympian. And now if they eliminate the B group, you know, we have this solidarity uh, uh, 
program the, uh, the Olympic Committee has where every country is allowed a, an athlete or two in different sports whether or not they qualify. And so if, if you get, you know, maybe 10 or 20 of these athletes that are not really competitive, but they're there because their country's entitled to one weightlifter and one swimmer and one gymnast or something, you know, there's, that, that, you know, now those people are in the B group and they're usually not very good, but they're there. We've, in fact, we had a, at one Olympics, we had one of these solidarity lifters who was being taught how to lift in the warm-up room. And of course he went out and he bombed, he went and bombed out. He was out, he was from a, uh, Madagascar or someplace like that. And so, you know, they, their country was, I think, they, I think every country is entitled to six athletes to compete at the Olympics without any qualifications. So then they just choose a sport. So I guess they took this kid who looked like a bodybuilder. And they thought, well, he must be a weightlifter. So anyway, but I, they literally gave him a lifting suit and shoes and belt in the warm-up room and were teaching him how to lift, and he bombed out. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, so then a few years ago, there was a swimmer that was from some country that, that couldn't swim. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. think, yeah. And then they had the Winter Olympics had that guy from Great Britain who did the uh, the ski jumping. And, yeah, Eddie know, the was, Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie the Eagle. See, so, so, so. You know, we always get uh, one of those or two of those every Olympics. And so with cutting our numbers down so much, I hope that they don't allow any of these solidarity athletes that really aren't qualified because that's taking away a spot from a legitimate athlete. And whether you're in the B group or the C group, if you're at the Olympics, you're, that makes you an Olympian. And that's a big deal in every country to be an Olympian, whether it's uh, uh, synchronized swimming or weightlifting. You know, that's a big deal to compete at the Olympics, whether you're first or last. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I need to look into my ancestry. I think I have one-tenth Madagascar, so maybe I can <laughs> go compete for them. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, now, flipping this talk about doping, yeah. because you said before, it, really the doping is not so much about the before the lift as it is recovering. It really helps you recover. Right. Uh, so if you do it in training and then you get off about two weeks before the competition and you'll pass the drug test. Yeah. Uh, and so you can train really hard. And so what these guys do, I mean, Ilya Ilian is a great example. Before the uh, 2012 Olympics, we heard he was training up to about 115 kilos. Then he dropped down to 105 kilos and goes out and wins and breaks all the world records. So therefore, when he, when he was heavy, he's on the juice and then he loses 10 kilos and he just, he didn't make the weights he was doing in training at 115 kilos, but still he, he, re, he retained a lot where he could, you know, win the Olympics and set some world records. Yeah, I think him getting caught and in trouble is what made the IOC really come down on Olympic weightlifting because he, he was the poster boy. If right, I, well, if, but it's also, yeah. If I it was all someone, those, all those, uh -huh. It was all the gold, not just him, but all the gold medalists that got popped. I don't know how, I don't know how many of them there were, but there was, you know, I mean, China and uh, yeah. Kazakhstan and Russia and all of these gold medalists that uh, got popped in Turkey. Of course, they, you know, it was just amazing. So that, that's, uh, I think that was the big eye opener when you, when you want to catch all these great lifters who hadn't been, who had been passing the drug test previously. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say that what, every lifter who comes up to me shows me a video of Ilian Illich, you know. Yeah, yeah. Th this yeah. is like – and now I think I've gotten better at catching that lifter that – oh, now I know. It, it, I might, know. it might as well be CGI lifting as far as I'm concerned. And the other thing I wish is there's a lot of – uh, popularity to watch weightlifting videos uh, I see in the gym. Yes, yeah. 
And yes. a lot of it is these guys. And I, I think that that's got to go as well. I think websites that promote Olympic-style weightlifting uh, need to start removing these videos. Well, you know, right. Or, or, or put a little disclaimer. This man was popped twice, and then same with, like, uh, Dmitry Klokov. He didn't compete in the 2012 Olympics because uh, he, you know, he failed his uh, internal drug test. Yeah, yeah. I, and, I think it has and, to be a total cultural change. I think it, it, we can't look at it and say, wow, anymore. I think we look, have to look at it and say, that's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's just like when I, watch, when I watch powerlifting, I see these guys do these 1,000-pound squats, and they're all wrapped up with all this gear, and they get 16 spotters. You know, I, think, I was wondering, well, I wonder if that guy could back squat without spotters and no wraps and you know, maybe just a belt you know, and shoes. And yeah. if he misses it, he had to, he had to bail out, you know. Yeah. And, but that's at least 200 pounds less. But anyway, it's uh, so the same thing. You wonder what Ilya Ilian could do, you know, legitimately. I mean, these guys, I mean, he would be good, uh, no doubt about it. But what could he really do? And then, and it'd be interesting to know, when did you start taking anabolics? And how did you pass all those other drag tests? You know, when, no, no athlete ever comes clean on, on that stuff. Exactly. When did they start? Because if they start at a young age, you're already a teenager. You got a huge amount of hormone in your body. Right. That's right. just going to add to it. And that's yep. going to make the end product more and more unreachable for the guy or woman who is not using. Right. And so, so there's that, that raises the question. If, I, if you take a 16-year-old and put him on the anabolics for one year, and then you get him off for a year, is he still going to be ahead of the guy that never took him. I got to believe yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, so that I, would be interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that is an yeah. interesting question. And I, that's why I yeah. said about North Korea, because you could be lifting internally with... Yeah. You, you've got doctors monitoring your use of these dopings. You've got your, your coach, everything else monitoring it. And then all yeah. of a sudden you just come off it. And then you're a 17-year-old, you're going to enter international competition yeah yeah and, and yeah. there's no way of catching it but your body is just transformed yeah because you know it's not easy to go into north korea and do random drug testing i think it might be impossible <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um but getting back to recovery okay uh yeah they did uh, right along. the the uh usa did a little day in the life of cj cummings and right. they talked about his recovery. He uses an EMS device, electric muscle stimulator, does the ice uh -huh. baths. I saw ice baths a lot when I was in England uh, with, with a yeah. rugby. I just happened to be training in the same room as their rugby team. And they would just run in and do the ice bath. Uh, what yeah. was it like old school? Well, old school, we, you know, we did saunas and whirlpools, and we did hot and cold showers. And... Uh, and there's some people that would you know take the whirlpool and you know go you know fill it up with ice and water and so it would take a you know an ice bath, but uh, you know to to do those things you have to have the time. Now, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that C.J. Cummings thing and watch it to the end because the best recovery is is sleep, and that's the most natural recovery. So if you can if you can get eight hours at night and maybe take a one hour nap during the day, then that's that's one of the best. And massage is is really really good, and there's all these other different recovery techniques that I really don't have any experience with. The other one, uh, where they, it's not the, it's not the ice bath, but they, they freeze you or something. Uh, -huh. uh I've heard of that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't think what the, what it's called right now, but it's, 
uh, it's quite popular. Where they, you know, I don't know how long they put you in the stone. They just get you really down, get your temp body temperature really low, and then bring it back up. But uh, uh, so I can't think what it's called. It's uh, cyberconics or something like that. Anyway, uh, so there's, there's always they're always looking for uh, you know methods of recovery, and, and and I guess they all work. The best recovery though is the most natural one is, is sleep. And see, that's the that's that's the thing about anabolic steroids. That's what they do. The fact that Soviets, when I was over there back in the days, they didn't call them steroids. They call them restoratives. They restore you. Mm. You know, they, they help you recover from your hard workouts. You can always work out hard again because you're getting restored with these uh, anabolic steroids. What, do you have any idea about the uh, EMS electric muscle stimulator? You put those little well, yeah, yeah, no, we, yeah, you know, we've uh, done that years ago, and it was kind of you know people were trying it, and then you know I guess you have to have access to it, and I, you know so so I haven't had any personal experience with it, and I've heard of it, and I know many years ago electrostim we, it was tried at the York Barbell, and. Uh, then it kind of you know fell away. Now you know if CJ Hunter is using it, and if maybe a few others that might bring bring back some might bring it back to popularity. But you have to be careful of what you know. Is, is he is 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 this company a sponsor of his? <laughs> well, you know the way it appeared in the interview, it just happened there was a link for it where you would go to the uh, company. So uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I I did feel that a bit. Uh, yeah, okay, so that's. That's what I'm concerned with. If he's saying he does this just because someone's paying him a thousand dollars to say that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or and, even, and even use it. So much of it too is probably just down to genetics. Yeah. I, I mean, I, recovery. You can work and do everything you can, but if you've got it genetically, then you got right. it genetically. Um, yeah. I prefer the old hot cold, like you said. Like I love a yeah. after training. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then I'll do the shock showers. Yeah, uh, yoga. I think I don't know. Were you? Did you do yoga or no? Well, I I, I do stretching, you know, yeah. which is kind of yoga. So I mean, I, and I do some yoga movements in my stretching. So yeah, I, I definitely believe that stretching or yoga is uh, is good for recovery. What do you think and, is as you get older? For the I, I've seen a lot now on Facebook. There's the Masters Weightlifting Group. And again, through Instagram, a lot of masters lifters say, oh, geez, I can't get under it. Um, yeah. what, what do you think works the best as you get older? Lifting less. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, as, you, as you get older, you can't train with the same intensity or volume because the body doesn't recover. So as, as you get older, you, you don't, it takes longer to recover. You're not, and, and you lose your fast twitch muscles. I mean, and I'm now 72, and I just can't believe my lack of coordination and ability to do a squat snatch and a squat clean. So I do splitting, but uh, it's just, uh, you know, uh, it's just the evolution of one's uh, life. You know, you, you start off, uh, you know, I wrote an article, well, once strong, twice weak, you know, because you're weak as a boy and you're weak as an old man, but you're strong as a, a young, the middle man, you know. So, yeah. Anyway, it's uh, uh, it's just it's just life, and you and what we try to do is we try to push it back, keep pushing it back. You can't beat uh, the clock, you can't beat the calendar, but you can slow it down and push it back, and take care of yourself through, you know, proper nutrition and sleeping and training. But 
but you always have to get back to training. You know, I mean, like, it kind of go in plateaus. When you're when you're going up, you're at a plateau, then you move up to another plateau, and you're there for a while, then you move up to another plateau. Well, it's the same when you're getting older. You're at a plateau, and you're oh, hey, I'm doing real good. I'm 40 years old, and I'm you know clean and jerking 100 kilos. All right. Well, next thing you know, you're 45, and you're clean and jerking 90 kilos. And next thing you know, you're 50, and you're clean and jerking 80 kilos. I mean, you know, you just you just come on down, and you, and you have to accept it. If you don't accept it, and, you're, and what some masters do is they gain weight, and that'll help they can lift more weight because of body weight, and others will just train really hard and maybe take some, you know, performance-enhancing drugs and things like that. But, uh, you know, you really increase your uh, risk of injury if you try to hang on too long. And so it's, it's a hard thing to do to know. I remember one day I was in a squat 130 kilos, and I took it off the rack, and I put it back on. I said, no, nope, I'm not doing that anymore. And so I, <laughs> I, I make... Clean and jerk, or a snatch a certain weight, and it's oh boy, I don't think I'll ever do that again. You know, because I just, you know, I've got it. So, you know, you have to have a feeling for what you can do and 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 when not to, you know, push push through. So you got to train as as hard as is comfortable. And I recommend over over 50 years of age, I really recommend that a person just train Olympic lifting twice a week. You can do weight training another couple of days, you know, you know bodybuilding, weight training type movements, but the dynamic, explosive snatch and clean and jerk over 50 uh, about twice a week is, is maximum and someone told me that a long time ago and i was 50 and i didn't believe them and i i probably went to about age 55 before i had to go to twice a week and so you know i mean you know I, you can do very 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 you know you can do two i'm not talking about you know, you know kind of hard work two hard workouts uh-huh. uh, uh you can do three light workouts no problem but uh you know hard and then the hard workout the heavy workout is uh, just it just depends on on you really hopefully you know you've been lifting a long enough time where you know your body and you know that well that's that's as heavy as I want to go you get you have to have a you have to be able to listen to your body your, especially your joints uh, I mean I, I, at age 65 I cleaned and jerked uh, 80 kilos and I weighed 80 kilos and I thought that was thought I was doing pretty good and I went in the gym that was on a Saturday and I went in the gym on Wednesday and I was doing some front squats and my knee said we're not doing this anymore I just listened to him and it, you know, I said, "Wow, I, I, I didn't think I could." You know, I thought at least be like, well, I could, I could do light front squats, but I was trying to, do, you know, front squatting about 110 or something. And uh, my body said, "Nope." You know, just I, just I could just feel it. I could just I, I'd, have to, I'd have to work too hard, and and it's not at, at that time. I guess I was 55 or so. I said, "It's not, not, uh, not worth it." You know, I don't want to. I don't want to get injured because well, I know what was after that workout. My knees were real sore for a long time, and so that's what told me that they got inflamed from that. I, mean, I had a uh, so so at age 65, I, I tell people I was, I, I was I could do all the movements, squat snatch, squat clean, front squat, all the movements, no problem up to age 65, and then it was like I went over a cliff, and all of a sudden one day I couldn't do them anymore, and I probably could if uh, if I you know sucked it up and popped a few aspirin or Advils and gone at it, but I, that's not what you want to do. You don't want to take things that mask the pain because uh, then you're going to you know really seriously hurt yourself and. So at our age, I mean, you're, you're, well, you're a young guy still. You, you just have to, you know, train, learn, <laughs> relatively, learn train us, relatively. Yeah, train us, train us hard, as hard as you can, but listen to your body and don't do anything. You know, if you miss a weight a couple of times, walk away from it. You know, wait, do it another day. Don't don't try to wait ten times before you make it. You're only going to hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, I I'm I, I'm 47 and I'm learning yeah. finally to step back. Um, yeah. because you just beat yourself up if you keep trying right. that, that way. Right. And then you put yourself backwards anyway. So yeah. I, I'm bringing you back as my coach here. I'm 47. Yeah. I'm still yeah. about 62 kilo class. 
Um, yeah, you don't remember. My best as a senior was 80 and 100. Um, uh-huh. But I really, the, my main motivation is I've always wanted to go to Barcelona. And Masters coming in yeah. August is in Barcelona. And what, what, is the, what, is the, what is the qualifying total? Uh, 155. Okay. Which is and what are you doing now? Uh, about one thirty-five, one forty. Okay. And okay, so I'm not really. I just started working last August, and I'm not really feeling challenged by it. I think I could, for sure, qualify in April. Um, Good. But what what do you think? I mean, you told me before do the five, four, three, two, one for as far as reps. Yeah. Just let it drop off. Um, I, well, when I, I say five, four, three, two, one, then when you get up to the one, you can do more ones. Okay, okay, very good. Yeah, so so I'll say say five. So it's a five, four, three, two, one is like the minimum, and then if you're having a good day, uh, then this is on your on your uh, squats and and uh, and so forth. On the lifts, it's three, two, two, one. Okay, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yes, yeah, right, right. Okay, okay. So on the on the actual snatch and clean and jerk, well, actually. Well, yeah, the snatch, you know, you do you do a few sets of three and a couple sets of two, and then it's one. So also another thing as you get older, we do more ones. Okay. More singles. So, yeah, so uh, do, uh, you know, with your warm-up weight, three sets of three, and then, or, you know, the empty bar and a little, you know, just do three reps with your very light weights, and then you do a medium weight for two, and then all singles. And I wanted to ask you, uh, the other day I was sort of maxing out, and I wasn't getting under the bar easily. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, do you, what do you think about putting some overhead squats in, like getting set up in the rack for an overhead squat, and then coming down and doing the snatch at the same weight? Well, here's, a couple, here's an exercise for you. Uh, do a power snatch, put the bar behind your head, and do a snatch balance. Okay. And then put the bar on the floor and do a squat snatch. Okay. So you do you, you power snatch the first rep, put on your shoulders behind your head, do a, a snatch balance or a drop snatch. It's the same thing. We just drop down into the, into the full squat position. And then you put the bar down on the, on, you know, on the floor and then you do a squat snatch. So it's power snatch, snatch balance, squat snatch. Okay. But as I get up to my max... Would well, you no, no, this is this, you know, this, no, no, medium. This is this, uh, this okay. is not a max. Uh, you might have a max for that exercise, but I mean, if you're snatching 60 kilos, you might do that with 50. Okay. And uh, and then here's another one to help you get underneath the bar. It's a power snatch from the floor, a squat snatch from the thigh, and then a squat snatch from the floor. Okay. Yeah, we we used to do those with you. Yeah. 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 And then here's another one, uh, and these are good. These are like, these are like warm-up drills, you know, or, or maybe you're going to go in the gym and just really, you know, train these exercises kind of like 70 80%, and, uh, and, or you can just use them as part of your warm-up routine. Another one is what I call shrug, shrug, squat snatch. So you're mm-hmm. standing straight with the bar, you know, you're just standing until the bar's right, your arms are straight, snatch grip, and you shrug and go up on your toes. Mm-hmm. You don't bend over. You shrug and go up on your toes, and then you might bend over just a little bit, maybe an inch or two, and then you squat snatch. It's called okay. shrug, shrug, squat snatch. Okay. And I use these drills with people that have a hard time, you know, getting into going to that, you know, getting, like I said, getting underneath the bar. And <coughs> and this is something also 
that happens as we get older because we lose a little bit of our speed. And so that makes it, you know, we've got to become, we've got to become efficient. And so these, those exercises I just mentioned will help you get more efficient. And it can be done, the same drills can be done for the clean. Uh, what I have in the, you know, the uh, shrug, shrug, squat clean, or power clean floor, squat clean thigh, squat clean floor. I mean, those, those are exercises that work. Okay, good, good. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely add that. I'll definitely try that. Yeah. I, I'm lucky. I mean, at my age, up until about 45, I didn't notice a difference between 45 to 25 years. I mean, of course, yeah, I wasn't yeah. lifting as much, but but now I'm feeling, ooh, that left shoulder has pain when I'm drinking. Right. Uh, or, yes. So I, I'm managing it better. I, I find that my lifestyle, which is what I like now that I thought I'm going to set this goal for Barcelona. Right. Uh, right I'm yeah. changing my lifestyle a bit. It's a little bit less of... You're gonna have that extra glass of wine, or you're gonna skip right. a meal. No, you gotta make that meal, drop that glass of wine, and right, then, right. I, then I notice changes. So I think it's good that I set this for myself, and I'm excited. Oh, well, it's good, absolutely. It. Yeah, no. So you have a goal, and it actually is, is it's, it's very obtainable. And so now, what, what's your best back squat uh, recently? Uh, I did 100 kilos. Okay, front squat. Uh, 80 kilos. Okay, yeah. So the, so now you, you know you, you got to get those up a little bit. Yeah. Probably get yeah. if you get nine nine probably ninety and one ten to make your uh, one fifty five total. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I deadlifted. I I did a power day. I said I I'm doing like a power lifting day. I did a hundred back yeah. squat, one ten deadlift, and I push pressed sixty five. Which was okay. not not really pushing it so much, but doing all those on the same day, I think, was challenging for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think it's definitely manageable. It's just about being smart about it, like you said, recognizing what's yeah. body. But I, again, I'm lucky. I have nothing in the knees. I have no problems. Um, Good. But I did start noticing my shoulder getting pain. Yeah, yeah. It's but, always something. <laughs> but I'm also. Yeah, that's right. When you go to the when you. Uh huh. When you go to the masters events, you'll notice that the guys don't lock out very good. And I mean, I used to have great lockout, and now I don't. You know, I used to have hair, and now I don't. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put I mean, a video. I, hair, but I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I put a video on Instagram of me jerking 75 from the rack and it was a press out and I put the master's yeah. press out hashtag master's yeah. press out. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I definitely, I, I hope they allow me a little press out. I'm hoping. Well, well, you have to work on it and try to minimize it and, and yeah. hopefully they will, you know, I guess uh, jerk support and recovery is going to aid that. Yeah. 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 And, what, and also it'll help if you do jerks from top of the head, what take that? a lightweight, uh-huh. Well, you take a you know you start with an empty bar uh-huh. and you're standing with the bar right uh, at the top of your forehead, okay. and you just uh, just split into the jerk. I mean, you drop hmm. you drop into the jerk from that position. You don't heave it up. You just drop under. Okay. And that and so it's called it's called jerk from top of the head, and you and you just jerk right from the top of your head. You just boom. You're, basically, you're just dropping underneath it. And locking your arms, and that that helps you really with that lockout. 
Okay, I'll try that. I'll try that. Jerk and, from the top of the head. Jerk from the top of the head. Is there any yeah. position you recommend for a master's lifter to do hang from the blocks? Or it just depends on the athlete. Yeah, the athlete no, no, body no, type. no. Hang, hang, hang work and block work is fine. I always caution people on the blocks that uh, be careful if you miss that sometimes, you know, the, the weight goes flying, you know, so yeah. hopefully you got good blocks that are big enough where if you miss it, you know, it's not going to, you know, some people have, uh, like I have these narrow blocks and, and if you miss, you know, if you're, out, if you're out of the groove a little bit, boy, watch out, the weights are flying all over the hell, you know, yeah. so make sure you got good blocks, make sure you're, you know, careful about missing so that the weight doesn't weight and plates don't go flying all over the place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But uh, block, block, blocks are good. Blocks are good. Okay. I, I mean, from power position, I mean, I, well, from just I, off yeah, the I like floor, a, I see all kinds well, of... Well, there's, there's two two positions. Right? Just below the knee is one position, okay. and just above the knee is another. Because okay. that's, that's the, these are critical areas getting around the knee. Uh, okay, I see. Okay. Uh, you know, something else I saw I want to ask you. When people lift... And they're standing on the plates. They put two four, uh, 20 kilo plates down. They stand on them and huh? then they lift the bar from the floor. What's right, that right. about? I, I'd never really. That's, that's, that's kind of, they call that deficit lifting. And some people right. you'll do it on a platform. Now we have, uh, uh, well, it's just, you know, it, that it, it, it makes it more difficult to lift off the floor, you see. So therefore, when you get back, when you are on the floor, it'll seem easier. Hmm. Do you think so, it's worth So this doing? is for people that have. Well, yeah, this, this is for people that the bar is really heavy off the floor. So then you have them lift on. I have like a one-inch platform. I'll have them do uh, not lifting off it, but doing like pulls, you know. Okay. Um, okay. I, I don't want to hold you up too much longer. Okay. But okay. I, I got, I no, got a question good. for you. Right. Um, will CrossFit ever replace Olympic-style weightlifting at the Olympics? Well, CrossFit has been in the Olympics since the beginning. It's called the decathlon. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, it's there. It's close. But, but they're, not, they're not doing the lifting. What do you no, think? No, but they do the, shot, they do the shot put and the discus and the javelin, yeah. you know. True, yeah. true, true. Well, no, I, well I, I don't think so, but, you know, you never know because, you know, there's, there's uh, pole dancing got accepted by uh, – <laughs> one of the international sports federations, yeah, and uh, that means it's, it's, it's the federation is called the Global Association of International Sports Federations, uh, and they've accepted pole dancing. And yeah, so I'm, you know that. I'm anyway. up for the Masters Worlds in that as well, <laughs> but representing Madagascar again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's the only country they could get me. No, I, I just yeah. wonder because I mean CrossFit seems to have. Such good PR, and oh, I yeah, don't think yeah. they're testing. I mean, I know they are testing, but a lot of CrossFitters right, at my guy this year, yeah. they did, yeah. But a lot of my guys are saying to me, "Oh, come on, I, I'm not buying it anymore. You know, this is not clean. These guys are not clean." But I think yeah. that they could somehow sneak past Olympic weightlifting. I, I don't know. Well, you know, well, it, it's you know, it's like beach volleyball came in many years ago because they had money, they had TV, they had sponsors. And then the, the girls are required to wear those bikinis. They wanted The girls wanted to wear, like, you know, shorts and tank tops like the boys. Yeah. But they said, no, you got to wear the bikinis because they, so they got sex appeal. Right. And when I was at the – I watched some uh, beach volleyball at uh, in uh, London, and the stands were full of 
Muslim men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. But anyway, so, so CrossFit has the sex appeal. They've got money. Uh, it, it, it's certainly possible because, you know, they now have the uh, uh, triathlon is in the Olympics. And, uh, you know, they got, they're, they're bringing in some of these, uh, you know, like snowboarding. That was that, That's a... A sport that's in the Olympics that that wasn't you know that because of its increased incredible popularity. So some of the X game events, like uh, skateboarding, you know they're gonna they you know if if, they, if sport can make money generate money, the Olympics are interested. Yeah, yeah, of course. Ah, uh, that's the world we live in, isn't it? Yeah, and the Olympics is unfortunately it's as, it's as corrupt as anything. Uh, you know, it's, it's no more, no less corrupt than any any government. You know, and uh, yeah. it's amazing that it happens. Like you know, Barcelona, uh, not Barcelona. I mean, um, well, Barcelona too. But I mean, uh, Rio de Janeiro was awesome. You know, there was there, there were lots of things said negatively about uh, Rio de Janeiro, but by being there, it was great. It was like two weeks of what the Olympics is about. It was peace and cooperation and understanding, and uh, the whole world was there having a. A sports event, and I, and I love you know it was just just a, a, a it's, and I've been to you know ten Olympics and they're all just awesome. Yeah, I would I would great. love to get to one. Uh, I have not yeah. been. Uh, I guess well, you'll be in, in Paris, Anaheim. Paris in 2020. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll be going down to Anaheim. Uh, you know, in, in about five weeks, is it or six world, weeks? Yeah, world know? championships. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's going to be really interesting. Without those nine countries there. Will television be there? Will the sponsors be there? I, I don't know. You know, I mean, it's, uh, you know, if, if you take all the superstars out of a sport, then who's interested? So this is going to be very interesting to see what kind of uh, uh, publicity uh, it, it gets. And uh, hopefully it'll get good publicity. But, hey, these are the clean athletes. And, of course, hopefully the uh, the Georgia boys will be clean because, you know, I don't know how they lift those big weights and pass the drug test, but they do. Yeah. Well, well We'll see. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to watching it more than ever, simply because I think yeah, it's gonna yeah. be, there's going to be more clean lifters. Well, um, and also more countries will take medals. Now, now this, this was like in 1984 when we had the Olympics in Los Angeles and the Eastern Europeans boycotted. Well, we had a great Olympics. Because then new people, the, the fighting, the battling was fantastic. And so I expect a lot of great battles. And, and uh, you know, it was like in LA in '84. It was great because uh, there, were, there were new, new, new countries, new, new guys were getting medals that would never have got a medal otherwise, and it was very exciting. So I expect it'll be exciting, and um, I'm curious as to what, if any, world records will be set. If there's really enhanced drug testing, and um, you know, I'm just I'm looking forward to it. But it'll be interesting to see yeah, what sponsors are there and what uh, what television does with it. Yeah, yeah, that that is the the money issue. What else yeah. you got going on the next few weeks before Anaheim? Well, uh, well, we got a. Uh, I've been real busy with these USA Weightlifting coaching courses. I, I really enjoy doing that because I'm kind of the the grandfather of coaches, you know. Yeah. And uh, I've been around and doing it for fifty years now, and so I've I've been there, seen it, done it, and uh, so I get, I enjoy going out there and teaching the US teaching these young coaches. Uh, various exercises and technique and training methods as well as sharing my experiences you know at the local from the local level to the olympic level and uh then we have uh lots of competitions we had uh, we continue to have many competitions and so last weekend we had one in in uh, reno and one in sacramento i didn't go to those because we had one the week before in oakland and so uh it's real exciting what's going on with all the lifting uh people lifting but 
as a as a as an old coach and an old official, I want to make sure everybody's always following the rules and doing things right. Like one of my pet peeves, I just hate to see these kids throwing the weights around. You know, I mean, you know, they should keep their hands on the bar to their waist, and you know, but a lot of them they drop the bars and they're throwing the weights around. Like, gee, that's so disrespectful. But you know, I guess that's because I'm an old codger from the days that we didn't drop the weights. You know, but, but, <laughs> no, I, but I'm also right. a guy that. But I'm also a guy who's got thousands and thousands of dollars of broken plates and barbells over the years, you know. So, yeah. you know, I've, I've, I don't want to, you know, I don't know if you don't, if you keep throwing the weights around, well, guess what? They wear out and break faster. Yeah. So that's my little pet peeve. I don't think these new kids treat the equipment with respect. Yeah, and I, and I think it's respecting the weight as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I saw... And it doesn't... Uh-huh. It doesn't take anything away from you to keep your hands on the bar till the bar's at your waist and then drop it. It doesn't take anything away, you know. Yeah. But uh, these kids drop it from their over their head and so forth. Not not in my gym, but I go to a competition. I go, hey, hey, you can't be doing that. The rules say here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we had here in Istanbul. There was a CrossFit competition, and I didn't go, but uh, someone posted a video, and the guy was supposed to be doing I don't know, let's say snatches. And then he was supposed to walk forward and do, they do those pull-ups. And he right. literally snatched the weight, stood up, let it go behind his head, and simply stepped forward a bit to get the next, to jump up a ground. And I thought, yeah. oh my God, you're, yeah. it's a huge risk. And there was a guy next to him, and it bounced and went into his weight. Yeah. I was just right. like... What are you doing at this point? Right, right. You got to be. I and I see the other thing that I can't stand is someone is lifting, uh, let's say, a hundred kilos, but the bar is loaded with ten and five kilo plates. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like okay, I know you want to look like you're strong, but actually, from the point of physics, you're extending the weight out further and making it a little bit more difficult to get that lift. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, Jim, okay, thanks so much oh, for being on again.